Hour number three, away we go on a Monday. Hope you all had a very nice weekend. As Suter Camp rolls along. Again, all of our camp coverage brought to us by Neutral Vodka Seltzer Real Juice. And uh, we're smack dab in a couple of practices to the good. And uh, we're probably, I mean, I would imagine we're beyond that now. And uh, out of the 24 that Oklahoma gets, we are just chugging along to September 2nd and kicking this thing off. Time for our top five stories of the day. And uh, top five stories of the day, as always, brought to us by, well, Newcastle Casino. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Ah, yes. Newcastle Casino, top five stories of the day. Best reels in the Metro happy hour Monday through Friday from 3 to 6 p.m. That's right. Conveniently located off I-44, exit 107, 14 table games including blackjack, three-card poker, ultimate Texas Hold'em, and more. NewcastleCasino.com. Let's, shall we, hit big story number five. Number five. Well, it was, uh, how you say, not a uh, great finish for the uh, women's national team. Uh, it, the run is over, Connor. They, I know, it is. And it was really quick. What, in the round of 16, some people thought they they could make it further but lose to Sweden, which if you look at just the box score, they had, they were, they had Sweden beat on every part of it. Megan Rapinoe, uh not feeling good about uh, the missed penalty that, uh, well, kept the United States from winning this thing. And Rapino, one of three U.S. players to miss their penalties in a shootout that ended 5-4 in favor of Sweden after things were scoreless through regular and extra time. So World Cup stay is over for the United States. Kind of crazy, right? Did not, did not see that one coming for sure. No, and I think that no excuse here, but I think they have what a lot of uh, young players on that roster. So I guess if you are a fan, I guess you're maybe excited about the future because you got some uh, really good young players. Yeah, uh, you know, tough today, I think, right? <laughs> to be feeling too optimistic no, about yeah. the future and on and on and on because, well, you know, you're done. Yeah, didn't uh, didn't win the World Cup, and you're always going to be the favorite based on what's happened in the past. So they are done so done in the, the World Cup. And, you know, some people, again, not too upset about it. Uh, we'll leave that <laughs> as that. Big story number four. Number four. Well, uh, th- this, of course, from, uh, what, Friday afternoon out of the NBA. But uh, you tell me how you feel about it. The Los Angeles Lakers – and star forward Anthony Davis, they're inked up now. Three-year, $186 million maximum contract extension that uh, locks him up through the franchise, well, to the franchise through 2028, grand total of $270 million. And I feel like we say this every time somebody signs a contract anymore, any sport, but uh, Davis's deal is the richest annual contract extension 
in NBA history. It is? What? Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. It's like every we contract. Do, yeah, we do say it all the time. Well, that- it's the richest contract <laughs> for a quarterback. And uh, it's, you know, and then, of course, you know, now this in the NBA. But richest annual contract extension in NBA history, averaging 62 mil per. That that's too uh, to me. That's too much money going to Anthony Davis, a guy that Josh, you cannot stay healthy. I don't know why you spend that much on him. But if he does, if he does stay healthy, he does good. Yes, he does good when he is healthy. But man, when's the last time he's been healthy throughout the the whole season? I don't know that he ever has. <laughs> I don't think he has either. The, the last time, I don't know that there is a time that he's been uh, healthy throughout the entirety of a season. Davis, though, when he when he's there is a rim protector. I mean, everything that he does, 26 points uh, and uh, career-high 56% shooting last season. 26 points. They said 12.5 points. I'm assuming that they typoed there and meant rebounds and uh, a couple of blocks per season. And uh, is still just age 30. So, I mean. That's crazy to think about, too, that he's only 30. It feels like he's, yeah, a lot older than that. Well, here's somebody that, you know, jumped out of college very, very young and was, uh, you know, incredible at uh, Kentucky. Davis, a four-time All-NBA first-teamer, has averaged 25 points and two blocks in a season five times. That's the third-highest total behind only Shaquille O'Neal and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Johnny from UConn said, just to play basketball, give me a hundred grand and I'll play. (laughs) Yeah, well, I think a lot of people would sign (laughs) up. Would uh, sign up for for that type of deal. Well, big story number three. Number three. A little college football news, and this is uh, you know I, I not a contender, so probably not as important as if uh, we got this type of news somewhere else. I'd say for for Oklahoma fans, a a Texas, a Kansas State, Baylor, Texas Tech, you name it out of the Big 12 Conference or whichever other school, TCU, you want to toss in there. Uh, National contenders, Ohio State, Michigan. But Wake Forest uh, has their top receiver that has been injured and is out three to five months with a knee injury in college football. So uh, that was the first unfortunate injury domino that I've seen uh, in terms of, like, college football fall camp starting and someone being – I mean, that's lost for the season. Three to five months, Donovan Green? Yeah, that's that stings, yeah. That's the last thing you want as a team to lose one of your – or just any player, one of your best players in fall camp when you're getting prepared for the season. This, though, would be, by the way, bigger news if uh, Sam Hartman had not left Notre Dame or yeah. left Wake Forest oh, yeah. to Notre Dame. So this is uh, the Demon Deacons' top returning receiver who is uh, out of the equation – and we're, we're knocking on wood. We're hoping for good news for Oklahoma in the health department. Is this true off the, the text line? Well, we'll get to that here in, in just a second about uh, the rumor mill coming out of Oklahoma football practices. I, well, I haven't been on Twitter here recently or X, but, uh, yeah, Sugar Shane Newcastle saw Chuck is not at practice today. He let the rumors begin. Big story number two. We've talked a lot about it today. Number two. Do we have one of those cuts we can can queue up? Let's let's just no, yeah, let's play that Andy Staples right there. Andy Staples, Larry Scott. I mean, in the wake of this thing. So 
the Pac-12 is basically dead, right? I mean, there's reports last night and this morning, a couple of them. The first report we saw, Connor, was to the effect of Oregon State, San Diego State, very preliminary talks about, okay, well, is there any room for us in the Big 12, right? Big 12 is now the, the Big 16. You've added, in addition to Colorado now, the corner schools, the the long-rumored additions for the Big 12. It happened. Arizona, Arizona State, Utah, they're in. And Oregon State, alongside, I'm sure, Washington State, though the report was Oregon State, San Diego State, they're like, uh, hey, hey, Big 12. Can we join? Is, is there any room for us? We're like – Dude, we got nothing going on. Any room for us? So that report is out there, okay? And then there was, you know, some pushback on that. No, uh, from Max Olson, there's no Big 12 discussions with those two. Then we got another report this morning from Jim Williams that was talking about a potential Pac-4 ACC merger with Oregon State, Washington State, Cal, Stanford, and the ACC. My take on that, that's the ACC trying to posture itself for any sort of legs to stand on to renegotiate. Again, a grant of rights that has been locked up, throw away the key throughout 2036, which of course has some feathers we know, understandably ruffling at Florida State and Clemson. They want their big piece of the monetary pie as well. They're not getting it in the ACC. So that's out there, all of which to take us back 12, 13 years to Larry Scott, this super conference thing, Connor. Larry Scott, the guy that is, I don't know if you want to paint him a villain in the Pac-12 for some at Oregon State and Washington State and Corvallis, Pullman, Cal, Stanford to some degree. This guy's a villain, as is George Klyivkov, because they failed to stabilize this conference. And now that, you know, it's gotten picked apart and looked like it's totally demising here. Well, Larry Scott, many moons ago, he was the one that sort of pioneered this idea, and this is good from Andy Staples' podcast, about just that. It is amazing to me to think about what happened because they were sitting here. Think about this. 2010, the Pac-12 and the Big – sorry, the then Pac-10 and the Big 12, they had their meetings out in, in Phoenix where they, they meet every year. They discuss a potential – television scheduling alliance and this puts an idea in the head of larry scott who's the commissioner of, of the pac-12 he's the new commissioner of the pac well pac-10 at the time and he has this idea if i take half the big 12 if i take texas texas a&m oklahoma oklahoma state texas tech colorado i can create the first super conference and he damn near did it he was one day away from doing it he made site visits to all the schools uh what happened basically he he gets to College Station, and one of the regents for Texas A&M pulls him aside as he's about to head to Austin. He goes, you know they're going to screw you, right? You know they're going to want to start their own network. And Larry's like, no, 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 it's fine. Goes to Austin. Sure enough, the Longhorns want to start their own network instead of casting their third-tier rights into the, the Pac-12 network. Deal falls apart. If that had happened, the Pac-16, had that happened, I don't know how much of this other stuff would have happened. Now, Larry always said that there would have been more consolidation, but it actually probably would have kept a few things together. Now, maybe when the Big Ten took Maryland, maybe the SEC would have moved and taken from the ACC. So maybe it would have done that to the ACC. I'm not sure. We know it would have, it would have destroyed the Big 12. But it might have caused that consolidation a lot sooner. But because that didn't happen and it all happened in fits and starts, you didn't have 
anything completely drastic until Texas and Oklahoma to the SEC, USC and UCLA to the Big Ten, and now all of this. I thought that was a really good summation from Andy Staples about it was Connor. It was that close for Larry Scott, and then they stuck their nose up at. OU, Texas, the academics, and Oklahoma State and Texas Tech. They didn't want to take, right, Oklahoma State and Texas Tech. Maybe if they could have only gotten OU and Texas, it would have worked. We'll never know, right? The rest is history. And uh, now we know it ain't good history for Larry Scott and the Pac-12. I just thought that was, again, over the course of Friday and this weekend, when you think about the historic component to a lot of this, it's just wild. The Pac-12, Larry Scott, he had the idea, and he just failed to execute on it, failed to get the Pac-12 members to agree upon it, and now we find ourselves where uh, it's it's the conference that goes by the wayside. When Way back when, when that was happening, it had the richest TV deal, and everything was great, and everything was fine, and uh, lo and behold, now they're the losers. And it's crazy when you look back at what could have happened, and it could have Changed college football dramatically. Now Larry Scott has put in the Pac-12 in a tough spot with four uh, four games remaining. I like how they said they're not going to get a TV contract. That believe it or not, Texas gets the Longhorn Network. Well, and that what what he was saying is that that was a big hang-up for Texas. They weren't going to the Pac-12 okay, yeah. without th- their ownership of the Longhorn Network. It was one of the the hiccups and hurdles along the way. Larry Scott, the Pac-12, wanted Texas to fold it into the Pac-12 network, the Longhorn network, and it didn't happen. Obviously, uh, Texas got the Longhorn network. Not that that's been a great success, but uh, you know, probably less important for Texas for the Longhorn network to be this. You know, you know, in some ways, while it's not been this big success in terms of UI, everybody, you know purchasing the Longhorn Network subscription, Texas don't care. They got their money out of the deal from ESPN, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, they got their money. What do they care if, you know, the Longhorn Network was successful or not? Uh, But that was one piece that prevented this thing from happening. It's just wild to think about all of that on a day like today, which gets us to big story number one, my friend. Number one. Number one. Number one. Well, well, well. Uh, I would term this as not great news out of Oklahoma football camp. And as we're right here in the middle of what is the Newcastle Casino top five stories of the day, a friendly reminder to go check them out. Best reels in the Metro, happy hour Monday through Friday, 3 to 6 p.m., conveniently located right off I-44, exit 107, 14 table games, including blackjack, three-card poker, ultimate Texas Hold'em, Baccarat, newcastlecasino.com. As we're right in the middle of the Newcastle Casino top five stories of the day, we take you to OU Football Camp, which is presented by Neutral Vodka Seltzer, all of our camp updates, and it's – I hate to report – Again, let's see what the rest of this is, but it's, you know, initially this freaks you out a little bit. Not a great report that running back Gavin Sawchuck not at Oklahoma practice today. So, we'll uh, monitor what the news is there and why. We'll see if we get any updates on that. I'm not seeing anything right now. But uh, that that is the update this morning, is Gavin Sawchuck not at practice for Oklahoma. And, well, there's plenty of other updates from Sooner Camp as well, and plenty of audio that we still need to pass along and share with you. Hopefully it's not injury-related. Well, 
Stay injury-free. Yeah, I mean, not injury-related, and you hope that – I mean, I don't know why Gavin Sachek would be in the business of not wanting to be yeah. at Oklahoma, and this would be a weird time to enter the transfer portal or leave because – and I hate to even speculate on that because it just doesn't – you know what I mean? doesn't even seem like that would be sensible because he seems like somebody that's on the track to – Potentially, I mean, I'm talking earlier this morning, an hour ago, Connor, about I think this guy might be OU's leading rusher this season. So, again, probably unfair to speculate on that, but there's going to be people wondering that question, right, in the the name of transparency, open, and honesty here. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what other reports we get. Just the report this morning is for whatever reason, and it could be, it could be academics, Connor. It could be something – you know, personal reasons. We just don't know, right? And uh, we'll find out with Gavin Sawchuk, I'm sure, as we go along. But he's not at practice today. And, again, not a rocket surgeon report here, but that's not really great news for anybody involved. Yeah, we'll, we'll probably get some questions of that, something related after practice to give us some updates on that front. So that is the breaking news this morning. What else, though, have we learned from the head football coach, Brent Vittables, from practices so far. He met with the media end of last week. Let's let's share more of that. Let's share more of that when we come back. It's the home of Sooner fans. This the Plank Show, and, of course, that, the Newcastle Casino Top 5 Stories of the Day. Appreciate Newcastle Casino always for bringing us the Top 5 Stories of the Day. Take it to T.O. Hour number three rolls on next right here. It's the home of Sooner fans. Hour number three, presented by Moppin' Roofing. They've got you covered, Oklahoma, locally owned and operated, fully insured, licensed, bonded. Moppin' Roofing, serving all of Oklahoma, has been in business for over 35 years. 405-703-3843. I know you've uh, been boxed up in there. When uh, When is the weather coming through today? What What is our expectation for that? It's supposed to rain, right? You Would you like me to pull it up? <laughs> yeah, if you could... <laughs> Please be my meteorologist. Uh, I don't see anything in Norman. Okay, so Google lied to me. Google lied to Which me. Which that uh, could change. Who knows? Well, Some great. We're not get. We're not getting in the hundreds. So well, that's, that's good. Okay. Well, just live in this little hypothetical world for me, okay? Oklahoma, occasionally inclement weather, right? Rain, storms, hail. Not good for your roof on uh, occasion. Probably need somebody to come. Uh, assess things or maybe just in general the heat just the the wear and tear just the time you need somebody uh, the time that you've had your roof you need somebody to come out and check things out well mop and roofing they got you covered again oklahoma 405-703-3843 for whatever weather situation you get into or just the general wear and tear of your roof mop and roofing they have got you covered oklahoma so let's see here Got some text on the Kenimbar Chevrolet text line about Gavin Salchuk. Salchuk could just be under the weather. Weather, let's not freak out. Yeah, good point. And you know, I, I, I probably, <laughs> I probably didn't do the best job of. Hey, everybody, just let's wait until we get more news. Nobody, 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 panic. <laughs> I didn't. Uh, I probably didn't do the best job of that. But uh, yeah, I mean, we just don't know what's going on. No. Now. I just wanted to inform everyone if you didn't know already that. Running back Gavin Sawchuk not at practice today, according to reports. So, there you go. Top base nemesis, Sawchuk not at practice. 
Uh, Bandelay and Norman, he was drinking all night at Logie's. Just <laughs> we've kidding. Got some, we've got some great names for people on the text line. Todd Bates, Nemesis, Art Vandelay <laughs> in Norman. Do you know who Art Vandelay is? Gosh, I do not. So you, uh, you're probably, I mean, have you watched much Seinfeld? Oh, yeah, I've watched some Seinfeld, yeah. Art, Art Vandelay is George Costanza's alter ego, right? Oh, okay, okay. One, one of his alter egos, anyways. Importer, exporter, he's got a lot of different jobs, Art Vandelay, I believe. So Makes sense, okay. Uh, I believe he's an architect. I, I've, I've seen, yeah, I've seen some Seinfeld. Not not from start to finish, but I've seen I've seen parts of I it. I could be – correct me if I'm wrong out there, text line or ref army, but, uh, yeah, latex salesman, <laughs> okay. importer, exporter. I thought Art Vandelay, though, I thought he dallied in, in multiple – multiple occupations. I thought that he was sort of the architect too, but maybe I'm incorrect on that. At any rate, uh, that's, that's good stuff on the text line. Uh, so Sawchuck out at practice. That's of course not the, the best news of all time, but uh, again, nobody, nobody totally freak out out there. It's we're hoping, you know, just maybe under the weather or this or that came up and uh, it's not, you know, serious injury. But uh, anyways, there you go. Uh, Brent Venables was talking about just the defense in general. He was asked, Connor, hey, you know, his opening remarks, I I think we, you know, when we played it for you earlier, he talked a little bit, uh, I think he mentioned Jaquez Petaway and uh, some other guys offensively that went out and were, were making some plays for the Sooners. And he was quick to say, well, you know, it's not just offensive guys, but I think the couple of names that he mentioned were offensive players. And anyways, Brent Venables – Connor was asked, okay, well, what's the importance of these defensive guys for you going out there and making plays? And it sounded like this on Friday from the head football coach, Brent Venables. Yeah, no, it, and we've seen that too. I'm kind of hard on the defense. We may deserve that. We haven't been very good uh, in a while. And, and, but guys are making improvement there. So it's incredibly important, you know. Not only are you going to be in the right spot a lot of you, you know, if your process is correct, you know. I challenge you guys, if you don't like the quality of the, re- of the results that you have, then look at the quality of the process that you have and make sure that that process is, is where it needs to be. And so that's to make just the layups and the execution. But, you know, maybe it's – you guys got a great jump on the ball and he's got a great swipe technique, you know, in his pass rush game or a great counter in his pass rush game, and he beats somebody one-on-one as opposed to rely on somebody busting an assignment. And that's incredibly important across the board. You know, we're there – they throw the ball in a perfect spot, and then you just make a great play, you know, through through the, you know, the receiver's hands. And and we've seen that in the first couple of days uh, with several players, and you know, need to continue to see that. Uh, it's everything, and it's at all three levels that we got to see that. So uh, anxious to continue to see that, you know, evolve, you know, both on, on both sides of the ball, but defensively, we got a uh, you know long way to a long way to go. I think that everybody knows that. So, but been pleased with the work these guys have put in. Yeah, no, no shock, but uh, our man can talk a little defense. <laughs> yeah, he can. We're talking about players on the offensive side of the ball. we got to talk about defense, too, where there's so many – there's going to be a lot of competition going on through, uh, this, through the practices leading up to the season, I think especially in the secondary. Well, one of the key leaders is Mr. Danny Stutzman, and the question from Kerry Murdoch was phrased as, hey, you got Danny Stutzman back, and here's this – individual that has well he didn't he didn't now i'm (laughs) soapboxing here technically you just asked hey you got somebody danny stutzman who's a nice leader for you now i'll add to that 
what does it mean to have said leader and has all that production attached to the name? What does it do for you? And, and Brent didn't even just talk specifically about Danny Stutzman, just that leadership piece for OU and the fact that, okay, now it's year two. You've got some folks that have, have kind of gone through this thing with the staff already once, and here was what Brent Venables had to say about Stutzman and others. Well, we got we definitely have more guys, and that was really one of the things I – you know, challenged because we're rotating a lot of guys in different packages and uh, with different groups. And, uh, you know, we we had no, we didn't have the ability to do that a year ago uh, in any way, shape, or form. And so some guys, they don't, they like their reps. You know, they're used to their reps, and now their reps get split up. And I like that they don't like it, uh, but they need to learn that they're the players and the coach is the coach. And there's some things that you, uh, you get excited about and there's some things that you just make the most of whatever opportunity you get don't complain about how many you mean if and when and i'm ready and i'm going to dominate that small moment if that's two plays great do do the right thing for those two plays but it helps us it gives us more confidence and guys this is there's not a better training ground than the practice field it's got to be your competitive advantage and and they got to have a game rep mentality it's a that is a mindset you know, and I know we talked about that a couple of days ago. You know, a walkthrough, you st- it's a freaking game. <laughs> and if you look at it any other way, I just I think this game will expose you for that. You know, being casual, going to the motions, not being, you know, passionate and detailed. There's lots of ways you can be intense and passionate and excited and locked in. And, 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 and But you're at a walkthrough pace. And we got, you know, first of all, we got to have a group of guys on both sides of the ball that have respect for that process. When, when guys really value that and respect it, and hey, how about that walk? We getting that walk through today? They can't wait to get to it. Like a coach, man, we got something special. And that's a developing, um, you know, a mindset, a respect for, and then that's recruiting, and then that's nurturing it in, in your program. And so starts with us as coaches, and then it filters down uh, to the guys. And and uh, not been again. I'm pleased we've made a lot of improvement that way, and uh, we're still not there yet. Is this – and I know he wasn't just talking individually, Coach Venables, about Danny Stutzman. Whose team is this? Is this Danny Stutzman's team? Talk about just – is No, the, Oklahoma. Just on the defensive side of the ball. No, oh, whole, just, whole team. team. Is this Danny Stutzman's team? I, I probably still stick with – Dealing with Gabriel, but I think Danny Stutzman is another leader that you can look up to on the defensive side of the ball. I hope that this team takes on some of the Stutzman traits, right? Fly to the football, attack, aggressive, a little bit of a wild child <laughs> at times, yeah. I would say, for Danny Stutzman if uh, social media activity is any indication. So let's hope. That this group is trust a local Uh-oh. name Wait who will help here. you for years Wait to for come. You have a decision to make, and We're staying automated. local Simeon? should be important for you now and well after this. Yeah, bring us down, bring us down, and nobody, nobody panic. <laughs> Looked nope. like it was in there. Who knows? Do you think it was? I think we'll we'll, we'll figure it out later. Somebody in the other room but. was, <laughs> and and maybe it was. Uh, I don't know. Who knows what happened? Whatever. We'll figure it out. But. Uh, you know, Danny Stutzman is is a clear defensive leader, and I think it's easy to make the correlation that, at least on that side of the football, hey, it's his defense. But just in a, a team in general, I think he's one of, one of the two leaders that you have, Dylan Gabriel and Danny Stutzman, guys you can look up to 
And yes, on the defensive side of the ball, we know Danny Stutzman is off the field, but he takes his things very serious when he's on the field. And you can look up to him in the linebacker room. Guys like uh, Kanick, Kobe, McKenzie, very uh, in his younger years as a linebacker right now. That's a guy to look up to. Led the Big 12 to tackles last year. It's a fun group. Fun group. If uh, Stutzman can keep elevating his play and Kanick turns into what I think Oklahoma fans dream that Kanick can turn into just off uh, sheer potential, McCullough, you think about McCullough's possibility with this, uh, this defense at the Cheetah, man, they, uh, they could be rapidly, rapidly improved at that group. And obviously that goes back to what the guys in front of them do. And uh, Todd Bates likes the, the, the earth what, – what was the phrasing? The uh, earth? earth? <laughs> the earth to move the girth. Or <laughs> Something. <laughs> earth and girth were in there. But, uh, I mean, he's got guys that can, can move, right? They're, they're movers up front with that girth. So you, you get that up front, let those linebackers go roam, get downhill and go make plays, and uh, Oklahoma defensively could be much, much better overnight. I'm ready. I mean, competitive depth was mentioned quite a bit, but I really do they think they got some depth on the defensive you, side of the ball. You think they have some competitive I depth? Do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> the, the transfers coming in, what you bring back, uh, yeah, it's, it's pretty exciting. All right, let's take a break. We got so much more of – Brent Venables, and uh, oh, by the way, the uh, the coaches poll has dropped. Somebody was texting asking about it. Been waiting yes, on that. We we've seen it. The initial USA Today Sports AFCA coaches poll. The initial USA Today Sports AFCA coaches poll. That's a bit of a mouthful. Oklahoma number nineteen. So Sooners are in. They are uh, yes in the top twenty-five. We figured, assumed that they would be. Uh, let's just go. Quickly, the top five for you looks like this. Georgia, number one in the preseason. Michigan, number two. Alabama, three. Ohio State, four. LSU, five. Rounding out the top ten, six through ten goes as follows. Number six, USC. Number seven, Penn State. Number eight, Florida State. Number nine, Clemson. Number ten, Tennessee. Highest ranked Big 12 team? Well, it's the media's odds-on favorite. It's Texas at number 12. And let's see here. Kansas State, couple of slots in front of Oklahoma. K-State, number 17. Again, OU, 19. And let's see. Texas, Texas Tech. Texas Tech in there? Texas Tech, 24. Okay. So those are the Big 12 teams ranked in the initial USA Today Sports AFCA coaches poll, the preseason poll, and Big 12 squads receiving votes. You've got, let's see here, I'm going through the receiving votes section. Baylor is receiving votes. Oklahoma State is receiving votes. And is that it for the Big 12? Houston's receiving votes. Kansas received one vote, and I think that's it. Hey. In terms of uh, Big 12 teams. In the poll and receiving votes. So, quick summation for the Big 12 schools. Texas 12, K-State 17, OU 19, Texas Tech 24, and uh, then that group that we just mentioned that's in the receiving votes category. What do we make of it? I mean, do, do we overreact? How do we feel? Oklahoma 19, let's talk about it. Next, it is the uh, competitive girth on the text line. There Pretty funny. Pretty funny from Sooner Gundy. Uh, it is the Plank Show right here. Hour number three presented by Mop and Roofing. Taking it to you. Back with you right after this. Back with you. It is the Plank Show. Rounding up uh, things. 
for this Monday edition. It's been a fun edition with all of you on this Monday. Ref Army always bringing it. Always bringing it. And Hour 3, by the way, brought to us by Mop and Roofing. They got you covered. Oklahoma, locally owned and operated, fully insured, licensed, bonded, Mop and Roofing, serving all of Oklahoma, has been in business for over 35 years. 405-703-3843. So a lot of people, as, uh, oh, by the way, the initial preseason USA Today Sports AFCA coaches poll has dropped, and Oklahoma is number 19. Uh, first and foremost, how do we feel about OU at 19? Sounds about right, doesn't it? Yeah, I think it's a good spot, especially how last year went. And we know that Oklahoma uh, has had some success when uh, they're not ranked very high to start the season. I know we got some fans coming in on the Kniffmeyer Chevrolet text line saying that uh, OU is ranked number 19 in 2000 when they I, won the national championship. I'm looking at the – because some people texted that in – on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, you can chime in to 405-651-3439. OU was 20th okay, in, there the, we go. in the preseason. Yeah we, we got, yeah, we got a few people that said 19, then a few that said 20. True, yeah, true says OU is preseason number 20. I'm looking at it as we speak. The uh, USA Today archives, preseason, they were 20 going into uh, that year. Let's see about the AP poll. I, I wonder if it'll go all the way back to that. I don't know that it does. But uh, if it does, I can't. Yeah, no, it doesn't. I have to go to the AP site to find out what the preseason associated press ranking would have been uh, in the year 2000. When does the AP poll come out? I feel like last year it came out a little earlier. It's got to be soon, right? By now, I know. I don't know if it's maybe a week, <laughs> week before, week zero. I love this. Uh, this, I think, will be a common thread. We, yeah, we got a couple rolled in already. Uh, Suter Co. Wetzel on the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Is it me, or is Texas overrated? No, it's. Uh, I think everyone thinks that Suter Co. Wetzel. I'm right there with you. Well, everybody but Texas fans. Everybody but Texas. <laughs> think that. Uh, you know, I don't know. They're probably a little overrated, but they're spo- – I mean, I think they're going to be good. I, I, I do. Now, are they going to be great? I don't think they're going to be great necessarily, but – I know we've done this song and dance, but Texas is going to be in the mix for the Big 12 championship game, right? With those wide receivers. I mean, Quinn Ewers doesn't have to be Superman out there. Yeah, he just has to be a little above average. That's the important position. That's going to tell how the season goes for Texas. How how well does Quinn Ewers play? Bijan Robinson helped him out a lot last year. Took some pressure off of him on the offense, and now he doesn't have that guy back there. Then again, I mean, come on, it's Texas. So, uh, we've seen Texas underachieve and underachieve. So me sitting there thinking that they're going to actually live up anywhere close to expectations, uh, stupid. Did you read that Texas at 12 is laughable text? I have not. 405. Let's see. This is uh, the SEC snob. Uh, Texas at 12 is laughable, and it'll be delicious to watch as they self-implode. That never gets old. Oklahoma 19 should work well for an added chip on the shoulder. It, it is a little laughable for Texas, but we see it, we say, we see it uh, every time. You got Alabama non-conference. I think you lose there. I think there's a trap game at Baylor before you play the Red River game against OU. You go to Waco. That's going to be very interesting. So, maybe, maybe two losses for Texas. 
I'm getting mixed results here. I'm getting from the text line, OU was 20 in both in 2000. I'm getting others that are saying, ah, 19 was the preseason ranking in the AP poll. So that's where that number's coming from. I don't know. I can tell you definitively OU was 20 going into the 2000 season in the coaches' poll. Yes, thank you. I'm so sorry. Darla's still hanging on. See, this is – yeah, you got to rein me in, man. I just get – I, like, wind me up in a way I go. I do, I do too. Darla, here, here we go. I'm so sorry. You've been patiently waiting on the phone lines. I, I meant to get to you sooner, and I just get I just get carried away. But good morning. How are you? Okay. I just wanted to, uh, just wanted to say I wish KRF would carry the OU games because AM 1430 here in Tulsa has a buzz in the station, you know, in the signal of the radio station. I got you. Yeah, I. Uh, I mean, obviously, uh, we we would we would love to be carrying Oklahoma games too, right? So yeah, I, know. I think a lot of people just, feel that way that uh, the home of Sooner fans should should be the home of yeah, Oklahoma the home football. of the Sooner fans. Why? Hey. Well, how are, how are you this morning? Years. What do you think about OU at nineteen? Are you you jacked up? Uh, I think that maybe since we're not ranked so high, we'll play better. That seems Tends to, be, to happen. That seems to be the consensus, Darla. Is Oklahoma fans feel like, hey, a uh, little, little less national acclaim going in that Oklahoma's risen up to set expectations, yeah. and so maybe it'll help them. That's you know, right. Not think they're so good that you know they don't have to work so hard. They'll be going for that R E S P E C T, right? Aretha yeah. Franklin style respect. Let's go get it. And I hope Gavin Sawchuck, I hope it's not anything. Yeah, well, made out of. Uh, let's hope, right, that it's good news for Oklahoma that, or I've, I mean, obviously yeah, it's not good news yeah, right I now, but let's hope it's not, to, hope it's not really bad news, right? I hope not either. hope it's just one day or something or. I hope it's not going to keep him out, you know. That's that's what we're hoping for, but we just uh, we'll, we'll keep monitoring. So right, we don't know. Okay, well, thanks, Darla. Have a wonderful week. Okay. Okay, thank you, Darla, ladies and gentlemen, big supporter of uh, what we do. Appreciate it, Darla. So the again USA Today Sports coaches poll is out, and Oklahoma number nineteen in the the preseason. Which again, you know, to me, Oklahoma should be a Top 25 team preseason. I believe they're one of the 25 best teams. I think they're going to finish a lot higher than that, but I can't sit here and make this big argument that Oklahoma should be top 10 going in. Shouldn't, after, no, shouldn't be. After a 6-7 and seven season, I mean, obviously defensively there were a ton of problems last year. So, look, uh, Texas at 12, okay, probably too high for them given uh, the uh, track record we've seen since Colt McCoy left. K-State a little bit in front of you. You know, they probably have earned it as the defending Big 12 champion with the quarterback coming back in Will Howard. So I don't have a big beef with where Oklahoma's at in the preseason rankings. They're ranked. They probably, based on how last year played out, it'd be tough to make the argument that Oklahoma needs to be this top 15, top 10 team. And they can go earn it, right? I mean, it's a preseason ranking. Ultimately, what do they matter beyond, okay, this is sort of a general idea of where maybe some media and coaches and such are ranking these teams right now going in. But it's just that. It's preliminary. Doesn't really matter. Doesn't matter. And I know, yeah, 19 spot right now. And you know Oklahoma just win and move on up. And you got a perfect schedule set up right now. Final text messages before we head out the door right here. It's the Plank Show next. One final time, we're back. Plank Show. One final time today, we're back. 
Plank Show brought to us by Mop and Roofing in hour number three. They got us covered, Oklahoma. Nobody freak out out there when the weather storms roll in. They'll get you situated. Locally owned and operated, fully insured, licensed, bonded, Mop and Roofing, serving all of Oklahoma. All of Oklahoma. They've been in business for over 35 years. 405-703-3843. Well, do you have any final scorching hot takes on OU at 19 going in? No, I think it's a really good spot for OU right now. Because I'm just going based on what happened last year. I know the brand that Oklahoma uh, is, and that's I feel like that's why you know they're in the top 25 despite going 6-7 and seven a year ago. And we know in the past, Josh, when OU's not ranked very high, flying under the radar, they perform very well. Have seemingly done so, that's for sure. Well, uh, that's, that's just about it for us. Uh, we'll see. Tomorrow we'll dive through some more. Brent Venable's audio. Keep churning through the practice reports. Of course, the breaking news today, in addition to Oklahoma at 19 in the initial USA Today sports coaches poll was that running back Gavin Sawchuck is not at practice for Oklahoma. So whatever else we can glean in terms of why that's the case, I'm sure, well, the experts coming up next and beyond. We'll have uh, all of that covered for you and then some. It's time for Steelman and Thune at noon coming your way next. Appreciate you guys out there in the Ref Army. For Connor, I'm Josh. Until tomorrow, everybody, so long.